Don't forget to follow us on social media for beautiful food and inspiration. I drove up to the gate of that gleaming Mickey's eye Get the parking, got my wallet And he sucked that puppy dry Guess I'll hit the ATM inside Of the happiest place on earth Where any discount that they offer Is just a little joke And you have to get a bank loan For a churro and a coke Mickey's got a strong pimp hand Disneyland I strolled on through the gate of that wondrous magic place And I was met by a mouse up in my face And I know his name is Mickey But his palms are a little sticky Now my wallet's gone without a trace Goddamn rat At the happiest place on earth Where all birds look like they're talking And plastic flowers bloom Cause Goofy's selling rupees inside the tiki room Mickey's got a strong pimp hand at Disneyland All I wanted was a t-shirt Why, why does my butt hurt? Minnie Mouse is a big flirt Just put the money on the dresser And if you can't pay your way in Beware of Mickey's hitman There's seven on the little can Don't be grumpy, bashful, sleepy, sneezy, dark and trigger happy I stepped onto a boat to hear the children sing It's a small world, it's such a sweet refrain Then I saw something that had me quite confused A bunch of them were making tennis shoes Just do it! At the happiest place on earth Until you lose all of your money Playing cards with Donald Duck And for just a little honey Winnie the Pooh will get you a good uh, time Mickey's got a strong pimp hand At Disneyland All right, everybody, welcome to Local Love. We do the show live every Tuesday right after Down Ballot. That's 9 p.m. Pacific right here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. Make sure you're following our Twitch channel if you somehow came across the podcast version of this. Also, if you somehow came across the podcast version of this, make sure that you are, in fact, following the podcast. It would make Chip feel really well. Speaking of Chip, my co-host Chip is here. How you doing? Hey, what's up? I am good. I'm, I'm like lightly baked and ready to get baked Uh that's a word now. Uh, it's in the 22, 2022 dictionary. Uh, don't check that. But uh, I'm super stoked for tonight's show. We got a really awesome guest. And uh, I don't know. I'm just really looking forward to this, man. Comedy and music, two of my most favorite things. And uh, we get to do them both tonight. Our returning champion this evening. Yes. Phil Johnson. What's up, man? <laughs> 
Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, uh, Chip, I think that is called par baked, isn't it? When you uh, like when you get a loaf of bread at the bakery and it's like half baked, and you got to put it in the oven when you get home so that it's fresh when yeah, you get there. Like the like Papa Murphy's pizza back in the day. You remember that shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Ex- except go. it doesn't give you the meat sweats. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if y'all remember that he put some weird video out where he was like he looked he said I've eaten forty pizzas in thirty days and dude looked like he ate forty pizzas oh, in thirty hell. days. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, God. that dude's oh, a freak. He's before a freak. we get into too much of the banter, uh, Phil, tell everybody where to find you. Tell us about yourself. You know, elevator pitch for Phil, all that is Phil Johnson Incorporated. Sure, uh, PhilJohnsonComedy.com, or uh, that's the, that's the the home base for everything. Uh, and I'm on. Any place where you stream music, uh, I'm on any of the social media networks except for the weirdo right-wing ones. I'm not on Gab. I'm not on whatever the hell Trump's is. Uh, How <laughs> great would it be, though, if you went on there? <laughs> oh, it would be... I don't know if my brain could handle it. I uh, I have a hard time dealing with that much stupidity. But yeah, uh, yeah so Facebook, uh, Instagram, Phil Johnson Comedy on those. Uh, Roadside Phil on Twitter if you want to see me get political on there. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm on all the places. If you just Google Phil Johnson Comedy, I come up. If You can't just Google Phil Johnson, though. Uh, because the guy uh, who's an evangelical religious philosopher and the, the the lackey to John MacArthur down at that church down south, he's who comes up first. And I keep trying to beat him in the damn Google listings. And I'm almost there. I'm almost we, there. We could maybe sometime if and I don't know, maybe you can stay a little late tonight. Maybe we'll do Phil Johnson on Phil Johnson. If that guy does videos, you could crack jokes while that guy's <laughs> videos run. That'd be so fun. <laughs> It'll help. It's good for the algorithm. Well, yeah, you, you're, you uh, you've been there on you the show, I think, twice remote, maybe three times remote now. This will be the third time yeah. you were live yeah. in studio one time. And I don't ever have to worry about anything if you're the guest. I just wanted to thank you for being like a really good <laughs> guest. But it's because. Thank you. It's because you. I think one of the things is one of the reasons I like bringing you on is because you stream. So your shit always works. I mean, look, his, he's got his own yeah. website right there on his video and his audio is yeah. impeccable. <laughs> Thank you. It usually works. Uh, I did a, uh, I was doing last weekend, I was doing a workshop with my music students, with my guitar students where we were going, they wanted a workshop on like guitar effects and amp settings and things like that. And uh, <laughs> we had all sorts of technical disasters uh, during that workshop. But uh, that's because I'm not used to doing that kind of streaming. But yeah, for the most part, I try to, uh, I try to, to keep the sound and, and the look looking good and sounding good. Very nice. Well, you're on the first uh, edition of Local Love since I got Fiber installed. So that means that instead Sweet. of that means instead of not being able to sh- do the show like we had to do the last two weeks because I didn't have any upload, now we could do fifty of this show if my computer could handle it because now I have so much goddamn nice. upload bandwidth. Um, Which fiber did you get? Um, just AT and T. It just rolled out here January first. I'm the first person okay. on the node. Actually, I'm the as far as I know, wow. I'm the only one on the node. Um, it's three hundred up, three hundred down. Nice. It's their lowest tier, but it's only $45 a month all in, no fees. And that's including all the fees and taxes and shit. So I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm, I used to have to like awesome. go, like if we would upload a video, I used to have to like go away to do it. Now the fucking progress mm-hmm. bar on the upload is just like, and I'm like, but I have to go to the store. Can't you take longer to upload? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's way different. We can't get AT&T fiber. We can't get any. We have no fiber in our neighborhood, so we can't get it. So we ended up um, getting sale internet, uh, which is they put this giant, ridiculous dish on my roof that faces the hills. And somehow that gives us much faster internet. So, yeah, it's worthwhile. Oh, they've been emailing me, but I think I think, yeah. 
they took my address and they're like, oh, you don't have a clear shot at, like, I forget what it was. I think it's Santa Cruz Mountains yeah. or something somewhere, Los Gatos, somewhere up in there, Monte Sereno area. Yeah. 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 So that being said, so, this yeah, is a tricky, super Bay Area well. show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the people are like, I came here for music and now we're talking about Silicon Valley. So. I did want to thank you for bringing us one of our favorite people in the chat. I don't know if she's in here tonight. It's Tracy, Tracy Roland. Oh Roland yeah, Tracy. We just Roland call her Roland. Yeah. We just call her Roland in the chat, and she, <laughs> she don't get mad. She don't get mad. Everybody's pretty accepting I, around I here. I remember that from last time I was on. You told me that. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I don't see her in the chat yet, but I did tell her I was going to be on tonight, so she'll probably pop in. It's too early. She's she's like one of the she's like one of the late late night Twitch people around here. But <laughs> but it was it's it's super cool when that happens. Like when we meet somebody from one thing and then they kind of stick around for everything else. It's super great for sure. Especially yeah, absolutely. You were talking about um you were talking about the how if people want to see you talk about politics on Twitter. I mean we're so far down the fucking rabbit hole here that I can't <laughs> believe anybody anybody comes to this channel and goes you know what this is a place I would like to hang out actually. <laughs> I mean, it's an acquired taste. It's an acquired taste. We have we have fun though, and sure. um, just like that happiest place on earth song we just played. That was the opening song. That is such a cool song. I like like when you, <laughs> you like making fun of an experience that children think is wonderful is a great fucking premise <laughs> for a song. <laughs> Next, I'm gonna destroy Pokemon Go. Uh, right. No, here. But the thing is, uh, I I'm a huge Disney nerd. My office in the house is lined with disney crap and the reason it's in my office is because when we bought the house my girlfriend said the disney stap uh, crap stays in your office uh <laughs> and so that's that's where it is i have i have uh signed photos i have exitensio's autograph on a pirates of the caribbean poster i have a full-size pirates of the caribbean ride poster my off entire office is disney crap and i've been a, a disney nerd since i was a kid and but i'm a realist about it as well um, I, I, I like it because of the art, uh, and I like it because of the effort that they put into things, but I also know it's a giant corporation trying to take our money. <laughs> and so that, that song is all about the secret ways that Disneyland makes money, especially now after they were closed for a couple of years, uh, cause of the pandemic, they had to, they had to find ways to, to make up the, make up the loss. Uh, the weird thing is I wrote that song in 2006. <laughs> oh, no shit. Wow. Yeah. It's an old one. I did it in my second comedy special. And uh, and the the version in that special way different. And I was like the song, and I but it kind of it left the show, you know, like songs generally do. After a while, they'll they'll get worked out of the set list as new stuff gets worked in. And then when I started leaning back into the music stuff uh, in lockdown, I kind of rediscovered it. I was like, oh, I really like playing this song. I've never recorded it. I should dig in and record it. And I didn't want to just do the version that I was doing live because uh, I'd never really thought through the arrangement that much there's tempo changes and just weird it was just something i did live and it worked but i it was going to be hard to translate to recording it that way and not real interesting mm. and so i I, th I thought well i can just reimagine this whole thing as disney would do <laughs> <laughs> I, I will reimagine this song and i started digging into uh my collection of free samples uh and drum loops and things that i've collected over the years that i never use because i'm always like a sit on the drums bang on a beat, play some guitar, my drums, bass, guitar, recorder guy, you know? And so I thought, well, let me, let me get outside my comfort zone a little bit with this one. And I started pulling up drum loops and using uh, synthesizers and things like that. And I still ended up dumping a bunch of guitar and acoustic drums and bass and all that kind of stuff on it, just so it sounded like me. But it was, uh, it was, I was really kind of going outside of my comfort zone 
Uh, and and it came out. I ended up being able to put in all, a whole bunch of little ear candy and stuff. There's five different Disney songs that are quoted in the horn parts. Uh, and I went and dug around and found the the little voices. The Mickey Mouse laugh is actually the one from South Park. It's not the Disney one. Um, <laughs> You're like, who's more likely like to come to- after me? <laughs> Yeah, I was just, well, I was just trying to bury little, like Disney would call them hidden Mickeys. I was trying to bury little Easter eggs in the song for people to find, you know? I mean, if you dig really, really hard and that weird breakdown going into the bridge, under that stack of guitars is the uh, the riff from Darling Nikki by Prince. It's buried way in there, but I know it's there. And so I like having that stuff there. But uh, yeah, so I was just trying to put in all sorts of little Easter eggs to reward reward repeat listening. I Damn. suppose it's like a magic eye poster for your ears. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to those? Dude, I, somebody sent me a, a text message of static. It was like a meme about like, you know, today's generation will never remember this. And so my ass tries to look at it like it's a magic eye thing. Didn't see anything. And then I realized, no wait, that's TV static. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but if you if you blur your eyes and you look real hard, you can see uh, Cinemax, the nude 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 movies on Cinemax, right? Oh. We had to watch them, or we play. Well, I mean, if you didn't really... have Playboy and you had to watch the scrambled version, the nudity was just heavily implied. Right? Yeah. <laughs> side boob at all times. <laughs> the Cinemax side boob. Um, <laughs> I wanted to <clears throat> I wanted to talk to you a little bit about comedy and like some of the sure. kind of some of the stuff going on in the discourse around comedy and it's going to be lead into one mm. of the songs of yours that i really like and what i wanted okay. to maybe i maybe i'll start with a compliment and ask a question i wanted to you managed to be very very funny without taking too many jabs at people and i think like <clears throat> Coming from somebody that would like when people think what I said is funny, I'm taking jabs at people, right? Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully jabbing up. <laughs> yeah. Usually jabbing up, but there's this Lady Madison Star Moon I'm jabbing down. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to ask, like, are you, do you think about that a lot? Like, do you, like, when you're sure. trying to put something together, do you think about, like, how, like, okay, I want to say this, but how can I say this without, without just like, being on front street about something that might like hurt somebody's feelings or make somebody feel excluded from what I'm doing here. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I dealt a, a lot with a lot of that in putting my, my last special burning sensation together because I was attacking subjects that I previously had been sitting in my notebooks for years and I never really had the chops to get to. And uh, I finally started pulling them out. I think I, I think I can do this now, but I made people angry for months <laughs> uh, and probably longer than that, just because the wording wasn't quite right. And, uh, you know, like I, t- I have a joke in there about, uh, you know, beginning to understand a little bit of the African-American experience in this country because white people always want to touch my hair, too. And that's a joke <laughs> that really makes white people uncomfortable and it makes black audiences howl with laughter. <laughs> and so with that kind of stuff, I know I'm, I'm on track if the right people are laughing at it. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I, I have, you know, uh, jokes that, uh, you know, my, my girlfriend is Chinese cause I'm white and that's <laughs> how it works in the Bay area. And so, you know, I have to, I talk about her in my show and I talk about the experience of being in an interracial relationship and how we, uh, you know, we make fun of each other in racially insensitive ways because that's what interracial couples do and it but it's a joke you know 
like I'll, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I can't even remember. Oh, like she, uh, she texted me one day. She was driving to work, and she said, uh, she texted me and said, "Man, I hate Asian drivers." I said, "Why'd you cut someone off?" <laughs> and then if I, anytime that I point up, she goes, "Oh God, you're not going to dance, are you?" And so I mean, those are the you know, we. We play with each other like that, and they're just jokes. And that's the way that interracial couples interact with one another. And it's those kind of jokes that people who've never been in an interracial relationship find very uncomfortable. But I can always tell the ones who have been because they're laughing, you know. Or and if so your close friends for, are interracial, or if maybe the exactly if someone's a mixed race person themselves and they caught that kind of banter or a, you know an '80s version yeah. of it or whatever when they were coming up. Just real quick, certainly, uh, yeah, thanks, exactly. Uh, thanks, Lisa. What is that? Raps 38, thanks for following the chat. You got uh, the second best cat gif. It's the cat on the Roomba and the shark. You know the one. That's the second best cat gif. No, the I'm, second best cat gift. No, I, that's 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 real good. And it's like sort of a lead into this song. And it's this, I want to rock socially responsibly. And like when I heard mm. this, I was like, okay, this guy's fucking cool. Because you're in a way, you're in a way making fun of uh, what folks at the time maybe this was before everybody's calling it woke but at the time people might have been calling mm -hmm. it pro political correct culture but you were also yeah. saying like actually we can all have fun together and so yeah i just was like this guy's cool and funny and he's got his like he's got his kind of finger on like on like the pulse and like and it's it's just you're just making you're just making fun of everybody while bringing everyone in in this song and i just think it's i just think it's like a like a fucking like a really good piece of rock and roll and a really good piece of comedy, and I hope you don't mind if I play it. Play it. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> One, two, three, four! Okay, this is a judgment-free zone, and everybody to each their own. But I wanna rock if you don't.
going to rock Our difference is just to be embraced I don't see color, I don't see race Not even sure you've got a face Not even sure you've got a face I want to rock Cause you're you and you got spunk You'll never hear me use a slur Not even when I'm drunk I want to rock With respect for your religion With Jesus or Muhammad Or a dope with 16 heads I want to rock And I'll tolerate you I'll tolerate you You have permission. Phil Johnson <laughs> and the Roadside Attraction. Man, that is a fantastic song. One thing I really Thanks. love about all the music you've given us is the production value. Or the production quality is just I mean, it's solid, you know? I mean I, I can think Thank of you. uh I can think of like plenty of music I'm a big comedy guy, so I can think of like plenty musical comedy acts that I've seen. Ooh, uh -huh. May I order uh may I order a cocktail, please, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Awesome. This is one thing I love about like podcasting over radio is like I can say fuck shit. I can smoke weed. Sure, yeah. I can go get Dave to get me a cocktail. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. Anyway. I appreciate that because I mixed that one myself and I don't think very highly of my own mixing skills. I mean, no uh, artist does, no. you know, <laughs> like no artist. Yeah. No, no project is ever fully complete. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Now uh, my my larger productions like that one, I have an engineer, a mix engineer that I'm working with in London, who's been doing a bunch of my uh, singles lately, and nice. uh, uh, yeah, they're they're coming out even better now. They're very exciting. That's dude. It's 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 working, man. It's doing. It's great because not you. You know how like some comedy music is is just like it's leaning a little bit too comedy. Like this is still like a. Mm. Like you could just drive down the road and fucking rock out to that song. And I don't know, like some of them, it's just, it gets a little too campy. You know, it almost goes like a sure. little too into the comedy where it's almost like you, you, you couldn't use it as like a jam. Like you could just throw that onto yeah, like see, a, a running playlist. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I come from a songwriting background, you know, I was a guitar player in a rock band. That's, and so everything to me, it's gotta be a good song first mm -hmm. and then funny. Um, and sometimes that's hard to translate to the stage. Like that song I, I've used, I've been using as a closer uh, for the last couple of years, <laughs> and it works really well just because it's super energetic. And I can I'm, imagine. you know, uh, screaming, I'll tolerate you uh, 80 billion times at the end. Uh, and then some of the other songs um, are really hard to pull off on stage. I have one called Uprising of 40, 1244 that I can't, I can't do it on stage. I haven't figured out how to do it on stage. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know if we get enough laughs uh, to... Uh, make the time of rehearsing it to put on stage worthwhile. So uh, some of the stuff, it doesn't always hit the stage and I'm kind of getting comfortable with that idea of I can mm -hmm. just put out a song and not have to force it into a comedy club structure. Uh, and that's kind of opened things up for me a little bit and also reminded me that I still need to write things for comedy clubs. <laughs> so when you are performing live, uh, which I'm going to get into the live performance thing a whole lot more in a minute, but are you usually... Uh are you usually with a band too? Like, do you got a band there backing you up or, or do you no. got your kind of like preloaded tracks and, and you just neither uh, when I, so when I'm, if I'm doing a headlining show at a comedy club, it's 
45 minutes of stand-up and about 15 minutes of music. Okay. And uh, and it's just me and an acoustic guitar when I get to the music. Okay. And I leave the guitars on stage with me the whole time. So the, the whole the audience is just waiting for me to pick it up by the time I get to it. <laughs> and uh, they're just like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been it's on stage the whole night. They're watching the MC. No, it's not his guitar. They're watching the feature. No, it's not their guitar. Oh, it's oh, again, it's gotta be the headliner's guitar. Oh, he's still talking. He's just talking to us. And eventually I pick up the guitar and use it as a show closer, which I learned from Rodney Carrington. Nice. Because when I when I first was starting, I was doing I was jumping in and out of songs, doing some stand-up, do a song, do some stand-up, do a song. And it was distracting taking the guitar off and putting it on and back and forth. And then when I listened to some Rodney albums, I was I realized I was like, oh, he's just saving all the music for the end. And it takes the energy up another level just as they're getting tired of listening to stand up. Yeah. Then you take the energy up another level by throwing four or five songs at him at the end of the show. And that worked so much better. So that's the way I structure the show now. Right on, man. That's awesome. I, uh, Man, no, I, I like that, it's especially now because people have just shorter attention spans. So, you know, you can almost... Do you ever sure. see that one audience member, though, that's almost like getting frustrated that you haven't touched your guitar yet? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had people yell out, when are you doing the guitar? And uh, I go, oh, you'll just have to wait and find out. Um, but even I, yeah, so total short attention spans. I put out an album uh, last year, eight or nine months ago, uh, that's... it's. 33 songs and you can listen to the whole album in just under 18 minutes and uh, they're all super short it's called the itty bitty data committee and uh, they're <laughs> all just like super short 30 second songs I'm, I'm doing another album of them that'll be out later this year called uh, vignettes of questionable taste <laughs> i like that <laughs> but they're really fun yeah and that's where i and then i uh, it's almost market testing the premises of the songs because if i feel like there's something in there that has more story to it then i develop that into a longer song which uh, i don't know i don't know if you've got sweatpants in there i think i sent you that one but sweatpants started as a, one of the 30 second songs and uh, and got developed into something else so did uh, puggle named fred and a couple others oh nice well yeah. then what better intro for sweatpants than that yeah <laughs> Right on. We're going to rock sweatpants. We'll be back. We got Phil Johnson. That's uh, philjohnsoncomedy.com. I should have wore sweatpants tonight. Fucking, I'm wearing, uh, <laughs> I'm, re I'm wearing pants that are made of yoga pants material, but they had to market them as podcast pants because men are insecure about their masculinity. We'll be right back. <laughs> podcast pants. Oh my God.
song hella rocks dude glad we decided that is that that. is me 100 ripping off van halen on all fronts (laughs) i couldn't tell i couldn't tell at all man well when i was when i was writing and arranging it when i was doing the recording of it eddie had just passed away and i was like oh what if i i kind of had like a david lee roth character in my head for the singer on that one and i thought well what if i just made this like a lost van halen track and so i went i went in and I listened to all the early stuff again. I listened to how Alex was playing his drum parts and all. And I just, I just went deep and just tried to make a, a Lost Van Halen track. Man, so I wanted to, like, I wanted to tell you, like, like, don't really tell people that you play drums because there's like five drummers in all of San Jose. And if you tell people you play drums all the time, <laughs> you're gonna end up in seven bands. Yeah, all they would have to do is hear me play the drums and realize that I should not be in any band playing the drums. <laughs> Hey man, I am a, you, I am a shit drummer. <laughs> you could be in a punk band. That's true. Play disco I, beat. I don't have that much energy. I don't have that much energy to be in like, a punk sir, band. I think I, it's cardio, though. Sir, I'm the same age as you, sir. I don't, how much energy do you think <laughs> I have? <laughs> I I could be in a punk band if it was like a. Uh, is there such thing as lo-fi punk? If there was like lo-fi uh, chill-out punk, maybe maybe I could do that. I could if but, I if I could get, if I could get <laughs> isolated vocals to punk songs i can make that happen and one of, that's one of, i love getting baked and just making like lo-fi remixes all night it's great fun 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 time i used to produce electronic music but i was just really bad at it so it was all like lo-fi remixes 
There you go. That's uh, that's the. Uh, oh, oh, it doesn't sound good. Oh, it's lo-fi. <laughs> <laughs> no, or, or my friend, my friend Devony used to say that like if people's electronic music sucked, they just said it was experimental. <laughs> yeah, right, it's yeah, just like exactly. kind of an experimental project I'm working on. Uh, you know, it's kind of undefined right now. No, she was talking to this guy at this party. I felt bad for him. She was like, oh, she's like, this isn't really my thing. He's like, oh, it's experimental. She's like, it's got a four on the floor beat with snares on the second and fourth thing and a, and a hi-hat between the drums. She's like, that's not experimental. That's disco. Yeah, it's a fucking beat. <laughs> so, Phil, uh, like to to go back into the pandemic, because, I mean, we all saw a whole lot of different things. I've seen outdoor shows zoom shows on like, january 6th we watched oh, someone steal a door from the capitol yes oh, we've, yeah, we've seen too. some shit we've seen some shit during the pandemic we've seen some shit yes <laughs> i mean how how did how did you how did you fare how did you survive like overall would you say and uh, um i did a ton of zoom shows uh i did a few of the outdoor shows I, i'm not a big fan of outdoor shows in general uh and i had done them before but standing in the middle of a park talking to people 30 feet away didn't seem like comedy to me right that's actually uh, so did, what a crazy I, I, person would have done before the pandemic exactly yeah that's what <laughs> that's what it felt like the few times i did it i did a show my very first live show back was on top of a parking garage in santa cruz oh. uh playing for people in their cars and they would honk the horn instead of laugh and that it was fucking terrible. miserable oh my god oh yeah, my god it was horrendous <laughs> and the only reason i did it is because i was playing the next night i had to do a headline show and i needed to warm up before trying to go out and do 45 minutes I'm like thinking, and so i did this parking garage like i'm a dj and i'm like thinking of like like playing music and then all of a sudden everybody's horns go off and i'm like wait a minute i'm not playing i'm playing i'm playing disco house there's no horns in this oh those are everybody's cars that's why it's out of key what are you talking about this isn't yeah. that like that rave shit from like 2002 where every song had that hoover in it no i can't imagine like whose bright idea was it you're like let's completely terrify and distract the performer by everyone honking their horn when something's right. funny yeah and it was just i mean it was just everybody just trying to do what they could and some comics preferred the outdoor shows they hated doing zoom shows I didn't mind the Zoom shows once I got used to them. I, I've done uh, VR shows, um, which is even weirder because now everybody's just looking at this weird cartoon of me and I'm looking at cartoons of them and it still has the delay, the the latency delay like you have on Zoom where you, you drop a punchline and then you have about three quarters of a second to reconsider every choice you've made in life <laughs> and then the laugh shows up. So have you ever been on one of those where somebody's connection was so bad they were laughing like four seconds like into your next joke? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. You just and you can't talk over them because they can't hear you if they're laughing because of the echo cancellation. So you just you and tell just, you tell one joke and like everybody laughs and is like, oh reset your router and then there's a whole discussion in the in the thing about why this person's on such a delay. You're like thanks I'll be here all week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very it's very strange. But I mean, you kind of get used to it. We just did and do what we had to do. You know, um, I'm still not out doing a ton of live shows, mostly because half of the ones I booked have gotten canceled um, because everybody's still dealing with stuff. I'm playing a show Saturday in Salinas and it's it's the first time in weeks I'm going to be up in front of a live audience. And I don't think I've got anything. I had one show booked in February that got canceled. Because the place went out of business and it just opened two weeks ago. So that's fantastic. Uh, and then I'm doing, <laughs> I'm like going up to laundering. Oregon, Washington. 
Yeah, yeah, could be very. It was an ultra lounge, so you know. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that was definitely that was definitely money laundering then. An ultra very lounge, very possible. Yeah, uh, and I'm I'm going uh, on the road up to Oregon, Washington in March, and I already had two dates drop out of that one that I'm trying to fill in now. So yeah, it's just I'm kind of like, well, I'm just not going to book a whole bunch of stuff because half of it's being canceled. I might as well just work on other things that I have to do, and then when things calm down, I'll start booking stuff again. Also, part of it is that I hate hustling for gigs, and I'm really trying to talk myself into doing it. <laughs> um, that's like one of the things I never liked either. And um, one of the one of the things is like for what I like what I do when I perform. I obviously don't go uh -huh. talk about people who believe in chemtrails when I go play a gig. I'm a DJ, <laughs> and not living in San Francisco does mean there's a yeah. Bit but how of great would that be? Especially if you were like a wedding DJ, you'd be like, "Here's the first dance for the bride and groom." Chemtrails, ladies and gentlemen, put on your put on your aluminum foil hats, and get loud for the bride and groom. <laughs> but not living like for what we're doing, like like bands have a rough enough go as it is here in San Jose. But oh, then yeah. like a DJ who is like like Chip knows, mm -hmm. and Chip Chip is more willing maybe to play mainstream music than I am. I'm a whore. I'll yeah, do yeah. anything. Um, so I do kind <laughs> of have to hustle for gigs if I want them, just because I'm not like plugged into the San Francisco scene like I was when I lived there. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. back when they installed the fucking metro or something. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> um, and it does suck hustling for gigs, but like the 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 when you get to the other side of that. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, no matter if if you moved and you had to like get used to a new city or like now, you know, because there's a pandemic, like when you get to the other side of that and people start contacting you because you did a good job, that's, it kind of makes it worth it. Even though you do feel it, it's almost like you feel like you're panhandling or some shit when you're hustling for gigs. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's spitting into the wind, just e emailing availabilities out to people and you never hear from them. And, and, and another thing that kind of happened in the comedy scene around here is that there is an entirely new crop of comics who decided to start comedy during the pandemic because they had nothing, they, they weren't going to work. You know, I feel like, you're, so, I feel like you're eventually going to have a bit about that. If you don't have a bit about that, the next time you come on the show, <laughs> I'm kicking you off the show. <laughs> It's, but I show up, I show up at gigs. I'm like, I don't know any of the comics on this show tonight. And, uh, I, you know, like I haven't, I haven't gone to hang out at the punchline on Sundays yet. I haven't been there since before the pandemic started because the punchline doesn't like me anyway, but, uh, it's going to be, it's a whole new crop of people. Well, and the even punchline the is people wrong. that I know, well, thank you. Yeah, I agree. But <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, you know, even the people that like three years ago that were getting started, they're the ones telling me like, I don't know any of these people in this room. Who are these people that you started don't know this six guy? He's ago. really big over in uh, Carol's living room. You know, huge. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there, there must be there must strange. be cases where you've been like kind of pleasantly surprised by some of the newcomers, though. Yeah, some of the new. Oh, certainly. Yeah, I've I've run across people. Uh, um, I did a gig in Pleasanton in the alley be next to a, a beer bar. Uh, <laughs> it was one of those. That's so but, funny. That's like something that would have been illegal before the pandemic. They'd be like no amplified sound totally. outside in Pleasanton. And now right, like, yeah, now yeah. like Karen and Susan with their white wine are like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like this wine bar and we're playing in the alley next to the place. And there's this little rickety stage. It's like a pallet on some cinder blocks. And, uh, I, and, oh, so they were throwing a raid. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I didn't recognize any of the openers. There was nobody I knew. And a one of them was good. Uh, two of them 
will not be around in six months. But one of them was had some definite promise. And I can tell early on uh, if they've got, even if their material's not good yet, I can tell if it's going to be good. And I'm almost always right. I'm, I'm right. never. It's, it's my about, dad goes it's, to enough of shows with me. He can too. It's it's going to be about like rolling with the punches and like kind of accepting the 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 response you get from the crowd. And to some extent, if your jokes aren't landing, like making like being able to adapt in real time to make the fact that your jokes aren't landing part of your fucking joke, mm-hmm. you have to do yeah, that. Yeah, and just the just the way the think the way they think and the way they write. I can usually tell if it's going to be good in in a year from now. Um, And they might not have it together, but I go, oh, they've got interesting ideas. They just don't have the punchlines yet or whatever it is. They don't know how to put the premise together yet. They they didn't edit the joke enough. I mentally rewrite everybody's jokes as I'm as I'm listening to them. And uh, that's just my own mental exercise. I think it's like impossible not to. Like Once you're like in that, like. Like I, I, I know so many comics that'll go and watch other shows, but then that's kind of all you can really do. It's like you still appreciate the show. Oh yeah, but then you're just like rethinking yeah. it your own way. Well, it's and Chip, you and yeah, I are oh, both DJs. If you're listening, yeah. if you're listening to somebody spin, oh like yeah, you, you're. Or if somebody does like a transition, I'm like, that was cool, but I could do it way fucking better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or I, I seen you one time, by the way. Uh, there, not only you, but uh, Bates. It was at the, the one time at Johnny V's. The, oh, fun! Both of you were rocking out while I was playing. I was like, "That's what I want." Fuck the rest of these people. <laughs> like, there's two other DJs here rocking out. Um, <laughs> Phil, like, that's actually when you know there's other comics in the audience. Like, maybe there's more other comics in the audience than uh, usual. Do mm. Do you get nervous? No, I don't think I get nervous. I I just know that that's not the audience and they're probably not going to laugh. Comics laugh at, uh, I would say doing comedy, it becomes like having a porn addiction where eventually the only thing that gets you off is the really bizarre, sick and twisted stuff. (laughs) And comics are the same way. It's the the comics are going to laugh at the really off kilter stuff that a lot of audiences wouldn't laugh at. Like if you sit in a green room with comics, it's a different show in there for, for sure. Um, yeah. And a, a comedy hold on, club we have a phone call. You're, uh, hold on, places. hold on, Phil, you're just going to have to wait. Chip uh, has a no, phone call. No, okay. no, no. I, no. <laughs> I forgot. To, fuck. I can't believe I forgot to turn my phone on silent. Shit. Remember I used to get like, I used to get fucking, I used to get so annoyed by that shit. Now I'm just like, now I'm just like, Oh, this is a really funny thing to do actually. Cause nobody's phone ever rings during the show. I'm like, hold on, hold on. Actually, can we turn off your camera? Chip has to everybody just wait. Chip has a phone call. <laughs> Hi, we're calling about your student loan uh, balance, and yeah, uh, we would like to. When will you be through? It was, it was a call about my car's <laughs> warranty. You know, even though I got it on Craigslist, yeah, exactly. it's fucking crazy. <laughs> How'd they find me? <laughs> you're like, oh, you're from Craigslist. <laughs> How do you know Craigslist warrantied cars? Thanks for calling. It actually has an oil leak. Would you like to? Uh, would you like to fix it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Sometimes I, I want to be a tele, like, I want to be just like a robocaller. I just want to have like a robocalling machine, but like, just like robocall people with like random bullshit, like something that you, where you, cause you usually want to just hang up when you do answer it, you almost think you recognize the number and then you see it and you're just like, ah, oh, fuck. Like I got, I got tricked again, you know, but I just want to have like a robocalling machine and it'll say something random that will make you not want to hang up. It's not going to be selling you anything. It's just going to be something random and it will either be a delightful part of somebody's day or it'll piss them off even more <laughs> they'll hang up and hey who was that i don't know but it was interesting i just got the weirdest <laughs> that'll, fucking that'll robocall. Be their response yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> if you had like a system that randomly robocalled and just piped in whatever was coming out of eplex.xyz, it'd be one of our shows or like a, a like just the the random like the music like the twenty four hour music stream or whatever. People might be like, "This is actually pretty good." I just wish it was in high fidelity, and then they'd hang up. <laughs> and then what what would have happened is we lost a potential listener because of the phone system, and it's like eight kilobit a second or whatever. <laughs> Fucking, it's it's. Have you ever done a fuck? Have you ever tried to tell jokes on a conference call? Like, was there, was there ever anything like that? Oh, like just an audio conference call? Oh my god, that would be horrendous. I did some, I did some corporate shows on Zoom, um, which was interesting, and uh, and went as well as any corporate. Gig it was, does, it was I everything suppose. you don't like about doing a corporate show, and everything you don't like about doing a Zoom show in one show. All in one show. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I didn't and even like charge in, them enough. In real life, if you do the corporate show, sometimes the fucking buffet is pretty on point. But yeah, right. on the Zoom call, they don't even <laughs> sit, they don't even Uber eats you a sandwich or anything. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then I got I got a referral for another corporate show from one that I did, and but this one's supposed to be a like a live in person show uh in uh San Diego in another city entirely. And they were like, Oh, we're hoping we can get a similar price. And it's like, no, that's not you're not gonna get a similar price. I undercharged them because I didn't have to leave my house to do it. And uh <laughs> right, the charge goes you know, up because you gotta leave, but then they also gotta put you up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh no, there's airfare and hotel. Oh, and you want a shit ton of custom material, that's gonna cost you. Good need you a know? limo. So <laughs> can't forget the limo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like not to front anybody off, but a friend of mine wanted me to play their wedding in the uh, San Diego area. And uh -huh. I was like, oh, I'm not that kind of DJ. I don't play weddings. He's like, no, no, no. We hired that kind of DJ. We rented huh. a hall for the reception and we can go till three in the morning. And what we want to do is I want to see I want to see my uh, wife to be's auntie get down. And I'm like, OK, that's actually sounds very cool. And then they didn't understand that if I was going down to San Diego like uh -huh. there were other things that I was giving up. I had to like be put right. up somewhere and, mm -hmm. and that they were reaching out to me specifically because they wanted me to do what I do. So I was going to charge for that. They were like, yeah. Oh, you know, he was, he was like, Oh, you know, I'll give you like $150 and you, you know, you can stay at my parents' place. And I'm like, no, this is just, <laughs> not gonna work. I was like, this, there's think of the exposure, Dave. Think this, of the exposure. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know he, that one, Phil. He's like, oh, you know, what, oh, yeah. What, oh, yeah. Exposure doesn't pay the bills. He's like, you know, what am I looking at? I'm like, hey, you're my friend. You know, I'll discount my time, but you got to put me in like an Airbnb or a hotel nearby. I'm sure. like, and my time is like 500 bucks. Plus, like you, you either got to fly me down or you got to come pick me up and smoke me out on the way down. And he was, he like just didn't. <laughs> And I was like, how much you paying the other DJ? He's like $1,200. And I was like, well, see, like, exactly. I was like, well, you're, I was like, you know, you're my friend. And now I feel like you're like not valuing my time. I feel right. like, you know, you're you trying just to asked me to spend the night at your mom's house, bro. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that would have been fine. Actually, he'd have been like, hey, you know, I'll give you a thousand dollars and you can spend that on accommodation if you want. Or my parents have a, his parents have a nice house. It wouldn't have been a problem. Uh -huh. But like the whole thing was just bad. And it, like. When people expect, when people aren't used to dealing with that stuff and they want you to go out of town, they have no idea. Like, not only, like, not only are you like spending money on a hotel or accommodations, you got to buy food, you got to do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And you really want that stuff coming out of their fucking pocket. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And what a lot of times with the corporate gigs, they want some custom material or the privates of birthday party or something like that. They want some custom material. Can you and write some jokes about our company? 
Yeah, exactly. And, oh, we'll we'll let you we'll let we'll tell you the inside story. I don't. It's and it's like that's you know, fine. Cheryl, I can write you she really material. likes creamer in her coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's totally, totally like that. And I always tell them, look, it takes one to two years to write an hour of comedy, and you're giving me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you five to ten minutes of custom stuff, but it's gonna take some time to write it. I need to be paid for that time, you know. Uh, if you want it to be good, I said I can't go out and road test this stuff about your company in a club. It's not going to work. Especially so I have Zoom. to make sure. <laughs> yeah, I have to. I have to make sure that I'm going to that it's. I'm I'm putting extra effort into the writing to make sure that it's good for when I have this one time when I'm going to tell this joke at your company. Right, you and know? it's not like it's a well-known company like Facebook where you're like, oh, wait a minute, you're going to let me roast your company. Right. I have had that. Like I did a gig for Costco a couple years back. Um, I had a gig where the whole audience was Neuralink employees uh, a few months ago. That was kind of fun. Uh, and it, sometimes it's uh, like with the Neuralink one. I, I didn't even know that was going to be the case. It was a regular gig and it just happened that they bought out the whole show. So I riffed some jokes at the beginning. And sometimes you can do that and get away with it, especially if it's like insidery kind of stuff and you've got a good take on it. But a lot of times, you know, they're just like, uh, like you were talking about, oh, Cheryl likes creamer in her coffee, and it's like, well, great, now I gotta figure out how to make that funny, yeah, you know? Exactly. <laughs> you're like, a lot so, of people It's have kind of an inside joke around the office. <laughs> you're like, oh, that's... Yeah. <laughs> Cheryl's really unique in that she has creamer in... Oh, she puts a lot of creamer in her coffee, you say. <laughs> so, what you're describing is a latte. That's not a joke. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> But I've seen comics who just do crowd work for their corporate gigs. I, I was doing an event um, and I they, they hired two comics and I did my I did my bits. I did my songs. It went OK. And then the, the guy after me just went up and did crowd work for 40 minutes and destroyed. And I'm like, cool, I'm not a crowd work comic, so that's not for me either. You know, uh, I can do bits of it, but there's no way I can sustain a whole show on it. I'm, it's just not my skill set. That's that's like it's. um. Maybe one of the things that I I also like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Juan Maserati here and be like one of the things that's hella talented about you. Um, I've heard you say a couple times on here about different kinds of comedy. You're like, oh no, that's not why I'm funny. That's not how I do. That, that's not like what mm. I'm good at. And yeah, that's um, <clears throat> that's a very professional thing to say on my Twitch channel, and, and we're all very disappointed. <laughs> What the fuck are you doing being professional here, man? What the hell? Well, I mean, you know, every comic kind of has to find their voice and what works for them. And they always, you know, every comic hears, oh, it takes 10 years to find your voice. Christopher Titus told me that years and years ago. It takes 10 years to find your voice. I don't think that and guy ever found his voice. Titus? I love Titus. Titus, really? had, a I love Titus, Titus. had a TV show and everything. Oh, shit. Man. I just got I just got fucking outvoted. I'm so, voted off the island. Do retraction. To, <laughs> we'll do retractions later. Do, after I have to, do I have to turn off my camera and my <laughs> mic now? Or like, what's up? Did I get cancel cultured? <laughs> no, I, I dig Titus a lot. He's a great guy. He's given me some good advice over oh, the years. No, that's the, he um, does seem like a good... He seems like a nice guy. I will, I'll give you that. He's yes. from like Newark, California, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Yes. Yep. 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 He is. So he's, he's a good dude. He's, he's given me good advice over the years. Um, but, well, can you uh, get yeah, him on so the show or not? To... What's so that? I can tell him I don't think he's funny on the show. Can you get him on the show? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Hey, oh, this, he hey, this guy was talking shit hours. about you on his crappy podcast. Do you want to go on it? <laughs> uh, he's used to people talking shit about him. His Twitter feed is 
unbelievable. I he might spent, change. I don't I'm know. Go follow him on Twitter. Right? Is he throwing bombs on Twitter? Oh, dude, he he does nothing but fight with Trump supporters on Twitter. I don't know how, where he finds time to write, uh, but he is. Uh, <laughs> he, th- those people are probably the, his material. <laughs> it probably helps. <laughs> his last couple shows, yeah. But um, yeah, every comic kind of finds their voice, you know, about what they are good at and what they're not good at. And I think most comics go through a crowd work phase of I'm just I'm, I'm not go I'm going up with no material tonight, man. I'm just going to do crowd work, and I just don't like doing crowd work that much because I come at comedy like a songwriter here's the thing i've composed for you and now i'm going to let you hear it uh and i so my bits are the same way they're very composed they're not improvised they they sound conversational because i've rehearsed them to sound that oh, way just oh like my god i love christopher sound titus loose. check this out here's the tweet i found of his and here's why i love christopher <laughs> titus he said hey youtube we actually have a provax harvard educated doctor who gave us research facts about omicron and your dumb shit bots blocked it. Did Rogan write your algorithm? Oh my God, I love Christopher <laughs> Titus. I don't even want to have him on Local Love. I want to have him on one of the news shows. <laughs> oh, he'd be great on that stuff. He is well-informed. All right, I take back, uh, yeah, I take back anything well like even slightly critical I said about Christopher Titus. I love him. Okay, you want to hear and something you, really funny? Do you remember Richard Marks? Oh, yeah. Did you know yeah, that he is throwing like some of the most massive bombs on Twitter right now? Oh, you probably He's follow so him. so great. Yeah, I do. I do because of Titus, because he and Titus became friends and I was following Titus. And, oh, could I be uh, friends with and, both of those people? Do you know how, what kind of, uh, my studio would look a lot nicer if I was friends with Chris Titus and fucking uh, Richard Marks. <laughs> oh, I would not, not friends. Well, I just follow him. I, I hmm. uh, Titus and I no, are I wasn't very lightly you. acquainted. And, I wasn't oh, talking okay. about you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, those two together are hilarious on Twitter because they have a combined intellect greater than the sum of their parts. And it's, uh, yeah, they just take down idiots all day what, long. It's what a funny. weird world, by the way, if somebody in 1996 would have told me that Chris Titus and Richard Marks would be like hella tight in like 2022, I'd be right. like, really? Are you sure? Yeah. 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 But then it's, if somebody uh, would have said that to me, world. if somebody would have said that to me in 2020, I'd have been like, that's cute. You believe in 2022. <laughs> you believe it's going to happen. Didn't we have an asteroid like come close to the earth again today? And it's like, uh, was it Roy Wood Jr. said, ah, still can't make a basket in universe. Uh, uh, something like that. Every time that asteroid comes, I'm like, well, I mean, if it lands like on North America, I won't feel it. And right. this will just all be over. Exactly. Yeah. That's Bring what I'm saying. We should all we all just need to leave it once, and then nobody is sad, right? If, you could either you could either leave by riding the comet, or you could leave when the asteroid hits your planet. And I think those are the two ways right. out for humanity. We all ride the <laughs> comet on the same day, or the asteroid takes us all out. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to ask you. So, like, <laughs> look at Chip try to deal with. I know. This. I'm like Jesus fucking Christ. He was in the middle of a story. You got an idea. I forgot right. what he said. Yeah. I was going to ask what he was. Uh, anyway, um, um, the people are here to see me, sir. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> Y'all can have it. Um, uh, do you want? Do you want me to get a, get you a beer? Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. Uh, Look, I'm going to make up for like ruining the show by getting uh, Chip a beer. Everything's fine. He just derailed me. <laughs> it's all good. Um. So, okay, since I forgot what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> uh, so, like, as far as, like, when you're when you're kind of just having downtime or whatever, I mean, do you... 
I know, I know that like a lot of uh, a lot of comics, they'll either they either like you know intently follow a lot of other people's stuff, or they won't watch anything because they don't want mm-hmm. it to like like affect their material. Like, uh, where yeah. do you kind of stand on all that? I watch everybody's stuff because I want to know what's being talked about. Yeah. So that I'm not coming up with the same ideas because that's a it's an easy danger to get into if you're not paying attention to what everybody else is doing. So the ones that uh, the comics that I don't watch anybody, um, I often will watch their set and go, all right, I've heard a lot of those premises before from other people. Yeah. And, uh, and if it's something like really blatant, I'll say, I'll say, Hey, you know, I've heard that, that premise a thousand times. You might want to do something different there, uh, but I'm usually, I don't usually, unless they ask, you know, um, but I want to know what's what's being talked about so that I can avoid all that as much as possible and talk about other stuff that nobody else is talking about, you know, uh, because I, I don't think that I am that creative that I can come up with a different take and a different punchline when 20 other people have done the same premise before me. I see. It's possible and there's a few times where i come up on a a different take but i would rather go for some virgin ground and find a subject that nobody's talking about and make it personal to what i'm doing uh and what i'm living through and work from that uh because the more personal i can make it the less possible it is that somebody else is going to be doing the same bit you know and i do have jokes that are real set up punchline kind of joke jokes that you know somebody else could easily do but the more personal you can make it the less likely somebody else is talking about the same thing so i try and do that um and it just seems to give me a little bit easier time finding the humor and things that hasn't been done a thousand times because like uh, comics that do current events material i i don't know how they do it every premise and every punchline is shot by five o'clock in the afternoon yeah, I feel attacked though. I'm <laughs> no, I'm not a comic. We try to do funny content about current events, I guess. Yeah, no, which is great. I admire anybody that can pull it off because every punchline is is done to death by 5 p.m. on Twitter. Uh, because you've got the entire world as the writing room all at once, and it makes it very difficult to come up with a different angle. You know, the writers for the the late night shows, not Fallon, but the other shows that are good. Oh, uh, oh, they, yeah. uh, those writer rooms. I have friends those writer radio rooms are that- amazing. I have friends in like radio whose like bits have been stolen by like Corden and Fallon and stuff like that. You know, sure. like I feel yeah. like, I mean, maybe not like them directly, but their fucking writers' room. You know, and and yeah, I mean, and I know plenty. I know plenty of folks in the industry that they'll just listen to like news radio all day, and then they just write. Yeah. You know, like they write. <laughs> they just make fun of yeah. the news radio. Wait a minute. Yeah, for Excuse sure. Me. And Excuse a lot of me. times Excuse it's not me. even you were all you were all here because I built a system and I feel like oh, I no. feel like I feel like my entire my entire mission and the entire project here is being undermined. But but go on. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. No, you know, I I rarely around. think that it's actually I rarely think that it's actual joke theft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just parallel thinking a lot of the time. Oh, absolutely. Because like I have a I have a bit on my last special, uh, and there was a there's a comic in San Francisco who has a very similar bit. And I had written, I had been doing mine for a couple of years before his came up and I saw him do it one night. And I said, Hey, just so you know, I've got a bit that's on the same premise. We're real close on it. I've been doing it for a couple of years, but don't sweat it. I know you didn't steal it. And he's like, okay, that's cool. And I said, we just won't do it on the same show, you know? And uh, oh, that's it's a like bit reasonable, that I, right? 
that's actually reasonable. Exactly. You're yeah. Like, it's like with DJs being yeah. like, hey, like, you know, if you know this, this, these songs are going to be in this guy's set, then you probably don't do them if you're like opening. Or- what kind of DJ are you if somebody else is going to like play? Like, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll go play a party, a breaks party. Nah. If anybody plays the same <laughs> tracks I played, they'll be playing them after me because I'll show up at the very beginning. My, my, Actually, my, here's it. My, my crates be deep. You know, really, here's this is an old school, super old school version of that same story. My dad, when he was in the army, played in a folk duo and they would get called last minute to open for somebody. And they didn't even know always who they were opening for. It was just, hey, you guys, we need a musical act to open for this band that's coming to the base. And uh, and so uh, they were doing like a lot of folk covers of the Everly Brothers and Mamas and Papas and, you know, uh, the whoever, Gordon Lightfoot. And uh and so they get the call to do this opening gig and they have no idea who they're even opening for. And they go up and they happen to do a whole bunch of mamas and papas songs. And then, then it's the, the headliner the was the mamas and papas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they had already done like half their set. Oh, and they were like, Oh, sorry. Yo, you know? Yeah. Yo, I just, and, th- uh, I just thought of like that would, yeah, that's, I, I thought of something I've like played, like there's a thing on Twitch. They call it a raid train and there's uh-huh. like, like DJ raid train. And I've played one where like people from the labels that I spin like from have played on. Uh huh. And I just wonder, I, I don't think any of them played after me, but that would like really suck if like some guy like spent like, you know, six months on a fucking banger of a dance tune. And then I close my set out with it right before he goes on. <laughs> He's like, fuck dude, I produced that. Like I'm up next, yo. Like what the hell is your problem? <laughs> Yeah, that's one of my one of my favorite dad stories is uh, when that happened. But then what happened is the mamas and papas came out and played one of my dad's songs, so that was pretty oh, cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> you, you, you know what? Like, I feel like I feel like everybody was just in it to have a good time in that scenario. Exactly. At least as the yeah. story's been told. Yep. Yep. He said everybody was cool. Wait, what year was it, and where was it? Oh gosh, it would have been probably sixty. Five or 66 i think oh, somewhere along those lines because i know my dad got out of the army just before vietnam what, where do you think it was or do you know where it was oh where it was in alaska Wait, yeah what? he was I uh, he I was in, thought like san francisco but like no he was in Fair, fairbanks alaska yeah everybody was just like really glad they weren't a popsicle of course you're gonna have a good time at the show <laughs> Right, yeah, I suppose so. You don't really think of like <laughs> you don't really think of like the swing in sixties and how cool the sixties were, and they're like, you know, the sixties in Alaska. No, well, that was no. <laughs> like people think of Alaska one way, but Anchorage is a big city. Actually, yeah. it's like, yeah, sure. It's not like big like San Francisco. It's probably more landmass, but it's not the same number of people. But it's still a city. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it was there at the I same mean, time. <laughs> if it had fiber and I could get away from all of you people, I would move there right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main criteria. Do you have fiber internet? <laughs> or like something approximating it? Yeah. Cause like, I don't know. It's, 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 it's nice being able to connect the internet properly. Actually. That's like one of the things For that sure. cities, a uh, big advantage of cities. Yeah. My dad loved Alaska. I I haven't been yet, but he loved Alaska. He would Fucking love to go let's back. Let's go to Alaska. <laughs> you can tell jokes, and I can DJ. It would be like a like a like a buddy comedy. Yeah, there are Except a couple. We don't comedy even hardly clubs really know each other, but by the end, it would be a buddy buddy comedy. We'd have to of become course. friends. That's how well, everybody you know, comedy I mean, starts, you know. 
Well, I mean, comedians travel with other comedians that we've just met for weeks at a time regularly. Uh, especially when I was out, when I was doing a lot of road featuring, uh, it would be okay. I'd pick up this comic who I've never met before, and we're gonna spend the week in the car together, and hopefully he's cool. Oh, he, I just picked up a comedian. He's a hitchhiker. He better be funny. Well, do you, like <laughs> yeah, right. on, on gigs that you headline, like do you have people that sometimes like you bring with you, or if you're like in a certain location or a club that you've already played? Then you're like, hey, mm-hmm. uh, make sure that this guy's on the lineup too, or something like that. Like, do you have, like, yeah, do you, do you I, have kind of like I a have network the opportunity, like that? Yeah, if I have the opportunity, I like to bring a feature, um, both because I want to hook my friends up with some good spots, but mm-hmm. also because I want to make sure the person opening for me is actually funny. Yeah, yeah, and like sometimes that's not set. always the case. Yeah, especially if I'm traveling with that person, I mm-hmm. want to make sure that they're a cool hang too. Um, so, like in the Bay Area, I'll get Chad Opens to open for me if he's available. Um, if I'm in Chicago, I get Anthony Bonazzo to open for me. Although Anthony's a headliner now, so you know they sort of just like I aged out of that. Uh, you know that that spot they all, my openers do as well. So you're, mm-hmm. I'm always kind of on the lookout for people that are that are good openers. But I, I I'm not one of those comics that wants the 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 act before me to bomb so i look good because that is i just got to clean up their mess then i want somebody well, that's going to leave the room a, on a high note and yeah people had a negative experience at a show that you were the headliner of that's never good never good yeah never good um and but there are comics like that who they want their their openers to be okay but not great so that they shine a little bit more and I I want to I want a yeah, feature act a, in front of me that's going to make me work. You that's know? a silly way to climb the hill of laughter. It is. It definitely is. <laughs> then you got to do all the work <laughs> to get everybody to the top of that hill of laughter. Yeah. Well, you know what taught me that one night? I was playing a show. This was so long ago. I was playing a pizza place in Berkeley, and <laughs> I wait was wait 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 wait. What was the name of the pizza place in Berkeley? I think I've probably. Oh, I couldn't even tell you. Was it? I couldn't even tell you. That's just the most Berkeley story ever, no. though. Like that's the most Berkeley way to start a story. <laughs> but it was I like, was at a pizza place in Berkeley. <laughs> but it wasn't like a Chuck E. Cheese. There was like a place that they had where there was like a stage and shit. Yeah. Well, of course it was. Yeah, in Berkeley, yeah. Right? And they had a, they had like a little side room. It was a it was a a corner building. I can't. It's not there anymore. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, I yeah. know. I know what place you're talking about. It was like uh yeah. It was like a, a college hangout too. Like when people weren't playing there. I know what place. Totally. Or or. Yeah. Or I'm just making all this up and people assume things about Berkeley. <laughs> Everybody, you, you can figure it out yourself. I, know what place you're I too about. have eaten pizza in Berkeley. When I, when, I, when I lived there, it was called Alex's. It's the same place. Alex's had like shitty punk bands like in the basement until okay. the cops came. Yeah, I know what place you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it might have been, oh. been something like that. So they were, they were doing comedy there, and I was supposed to headline the show, which at, on a show like that, it's not it's not headlining. It's closing. It's putting the show out of its misery for the evening. Oh, and that's I a great way to think about the being the last DJ. You're like, I'm putting your party out of the out of its misery. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I, so I was supposed to close the show, and Johnny Steele came in. I don't know if you've seen Johnny Steele. Johnny is... Is he on Twitter? You know, is, from, he might like be. Yeah, star. he probably is. Uh, Johnny Steele Johnny was Steel. good buddies with Robin Williams. He came from from the eighties, Holy City Zoo scene, all that kind of stuff. He's really, really funny. He mostly works corporate gigs now, but he rolled in and he's like, "Oh, can I get a spot? I got to work on a TV set." And he went up, didn't do the TV set, riffed with the crowd for fifteen minutes and destroyed. And I was like, "Oh no, I have to follow this." 
but he left the room on such a great energy that I had a better set than I would have <laughs> had yeah, yeah. he not been there. And and I was like, oh, it's like, that's no, how it's, it works. It's that's why I always want a good opener. It's priming the fucking pump. Yeah. Like yeah. You got, so that's why I always want a good opener. It's so much easier to keep a group of people up than to yeah. bring people up. It's, yes, I guess there's yeah. like a, there's some ego shit about being able to bring people up, mm-hmm. but it's, yeah. it's so much easier to like maintain it. Cause you're not working as oh, hard yeah. and you're like, you're like in yeah. you're like coasting. Yep. I'd much rather have them there already and ready to go and in a good mood. And yeah. So yeah, after, after, uh, after having Johnny seal open for me, <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 that's when I learned I was like, like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and kill in front of me because it's great. And the, the, the openers that, uh, you know, sometimes the, the venue will set up for me that I don't know. And they're usually, oftentimes they're really good. They're okay. Some of them, I, I had one guy I was doing a week at a casino with, and he was one of these dudes that was like, Oh man, I just watch those conspiracy videos just for fun, just for fun. Well, you know, they do make a few good points. And I was like, we can't talk oh, no. anymore. There's a way that could be <laughs> funny, actually. And that might be if I was to do stand up, I might go that route. <laughs> I might go that route because it would be like one stand up routine that my friend dared me to do. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Gary right. Dave, the chemtrail comic. All right. <laughs> <laughs> If somebody was giving us money, I would have you do a morning zoo show. I'd be like, Chip, whatever personality you just put on. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, Bay Area. Welcome to Echoplex Radio. It's uh, Gay Dave and the Tortilla Chip. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck our show would be. What would our morning show be? Do you even wake up like earlier than morning? I was up at like eight today. Lucky bastard. Wait, what? I have to wake up at like six. 6 30 sometimes the media lunch was streaming by 7 30 today oh man well she's a gangster shout out to the media wench um i made w. the mistake this morning of sleeping till seven i've been up at six like every morning for the last month and i looked at my schedule for today and i was like oh, i don't have any like 10 right now Is, isn't it past your bedtime sir it it is. I, I when I got home earlier, I told my girlfriend. I said, "Don't let me fall asleep because I have to do this home, thing though. tonight." Sorry about that, Phil. Really well, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm like really glad. Right? Right? I'm yeah. really glad you didn't show up here and ask us. Be like, "Hey, don't let me fall asleep." I'm glad that you came here ready to have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I looked at my schedule last night and I was like, "Oh, I don't have a bunch of meetings tomorrow." I can think I, I think I can sleep till seven instead of getting up at six. And then I got up at seven this morning and I looked at my to-do list and I was like, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? I'm never going to get through all this now. So are you allowed and to I, divulge? I like what is your alter ego? No. Yeah. What do you, what oh, do, you I, do for your day job? Just generally. Oh, Oh, well, I teach music, uh, but it, as far as right now, I'm in the, I haven't had like a real job in decades. So who I, you uh, need to be afraid I, of is the, is the, like parent, insurance the parent, the parent that wants guitar lessons at eight in the morning you have to understand that those parents are going to do something bad one day and it's going to be on the news oh uh, yeah so i don't teach kids for the most part i only have a couple i mostly teach adults which is way better kids are and awful. uh i i think right. yeah well, we have people we have people to deal with part, them and but... we treat them like shit and they're called teachers actually <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I've got a couple of morning lessons, but right now I'm in the middle of 
two very expensive coaching programs that are really, really keeping me busy. And I'm in one program that's helping me with artist stuff, promotions, marketing. It's going really, really well. It's it's fantastic. Uh, And then I have another one for developing my teaching studio. Uh, And it just, the opportunities for them both came at the same time. Normally I wouldn't take on that much all at once, but I am, I've been putting in 15, 16 hour days for months now just trying to keep up (laughs) with everything. Are you doing the coaching or are you getting coached? I'm getting coached. Yeah. Getting coached. Cool. Um, Yeah. And uh, I've spent enough money where I'm like, I have to make this money back now. (laughs) So I'm uh, staying really, really on top of everything, but it's like, you know, almost every day I've got some sort of coaching or training session or something like that between one of the two programs and then trying to implement all the stuff and keep up with my, uh, my lessons in the afternoon and evening and try to do some shows and write and record and all that kind of stuff. So it's just been, it's been a massive, house around here for a while i mean now i feel really bad for like having you on the show and using you for like no, good content for my all. show <laughs> no not at all this is this is so fun and relaxing <laughs> okay i got Phil, by the way at, at most tuesdays are open panel even if you pop in for 20 minutes you're welcome any tuesday same link i appreciate that cool you're um, like you're like i'm not gonna pop into your show randomly on tuesday nobody's even watching this right now <laughs> Just to stroke our <laughs> network's ego, just the littlest bit. Do you remember at all, like how you came across the Plex, like how you came across uh, Local Love or anything like that? Somebody, somebody told me about it, and I can't remember exactly who it was. It might have been Johnny Corn. Oh, it was okay. Johnny. Um, oh, probably Johnny Corn. Yeah. It, yeah, it might have been Johnny Corn, but I think I might have heard about it before then. I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly. I can't remember. Oh, you're too kind. You're just a part of my life now. Like it's a thing, dude. Yeah. Of course, I heard about. You it. haven't heard about local love? What the fuck, bro? I'm just kidding. It's, <laughs> it's so not a thing, um, yet. But man, I don't know. It's it's really cool though to have you on. Uh, what what do you got coming up next? Like what you got? You got any like live gigs? You got any like digital gigs? I, I kind of got more questions about these fucking virtual gigs, but we'll get into that in a minute. Oh, yeah. I forgot we were talking about those. Yeah. Uh, this Saturday, I'm playing at the XL Public House in Salinas. Okay. Uh, doing some stand up there. It's first time in weeks in front of a real audience. It'll be fun. Uh, and then February the 19th, I'm going to do, I'm going to run my new stand up show in a Zoom show uh, to get ready to go on the road in March because I haven't, I haven't done the full hour in a, in a month or so, so I need to warm it up. Um, and then I am doing... Uh, I, one of the things I've been developing is I've got a private community on Facebook now called Philogelos. Uh, and Philogelos is an ancient Greek word that means lover of laughter, and it's the name of the very first joke book to uh, ever exist. I'm and it has my invited. name in it. So. Sure, if you'd like to, yeah. yeah so yeah, it's please, private please. community on there, and like, like yeah, stop I will I'll send right you guys in. Put us in your like private community. Yes. We want to be cool. I want to be cool. I'll send you. I'll no, send you links yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. Us. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so every Tuesday I do a live stream. Every Tuesday afternoon I do a live stream in there for the uh, community members. Uh, and uh, and if anybody wants to, you know, get in on any of that stuff, if you go to roadsideattraction.com slash local love, you can get a free gift by listening to a little bit of one of my songs there. Wait, what? Get Wait, you what? The, We're the part of a promotion. All that kind of stuff. Man, sure. he's like he's like do it tomorrow, do it tomorrow, do it tomorrow after after three p.m. <laughs> is it is it sad no, that I, I got I, excited about that? I don't know. No, that's that's no, great. I, I have it all. 
you have it all set set up already i have the link set yeah that marketing coach is fucking working out dude yeah Yeah, it's even it's 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 working out so well that it's it's even working out for us (laughs) (laughs) yeah see there you go there you go promo sir so but yeah we're putting together all sorts of uh very cool very modern technical kind of stuff it's just there's so much happening on the back end it's funny because it doesn't look like much from the front end sometimes and you guys know how much stuff goes on in the background of running a business like this oh, and you're just like and everybody's like dude aren't you doing a gig and it's like i'm working 16 hour days trying to create stuff for you it'll it'll come you know and uh so but yeah it's it's been so i've been doing a ton of work in the background but those are the two shows so this saturday in salinas february 19th uh on uh, um on, on zoom i'll be running the stand-up show every tuesday inside my facebook group i at 12 30 I, I do an hour of uh an hour of ridiculous music and jibber jabber i call it Wonderful. it's called uh word salad because i go have a salad at right after it's done oh. and um i bet chris and March, has told oh, somebody they were doing word salad recently i love him now yeah yeah, he's great. And then in March, I'll be in Oregon and Washington doing some uh, shows up that direction. But cool. all the tour dates are on my website. Venues you've been at before, or are they uh, are they new spots? Uh, no, venues, of, I think, everything I've done before. So I'm playing uh, Chadwick's in Medford, Oregon, and then I head up uh, to do a place called Collector's Choice in Snohomish, Washington, and then I head over to Richland, Washington to do Jokers for a weekend. All right, cool. You ever have like, somebody yep. come up to you and be like, hey, man, I didn't know what I was in for when he came up on stage, but I really <laughs> liked it. You know, like you ever get oh, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, though, what? you know what? the Excuse One me, of the m- most interesting version of that was uh, years ago, there was a Tommy T's in San Francisco that I was open Tommy for T's. less than a year. Yeah, <laughs> it was, was open for less than a year. Bag. Indeed. And, uh, <laughs> I don't care. You can they me. they called me. <laughs> they called me and they were like, Hey, are you available to headline this week? And our headliner canceled. Are you in town? And I was like, yeah, sure. Who's the headliner who canceled? And, uh, it was, um, it was, uh, Eddie Griffin. And oh. I said, did you tell people that Eddie Griffin's not going to be there? And they were like, kind of rude. Yeah, and I was like, okay, all right. So Eddie Griffin's audience shows like, up, and they're like, four hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, it was like, and uh, and it, it, and Eddie's much much bigger now. Now he's he's playing thousand seaters now. But this was just a comedy club weekend, and so people are coming in. They're going. Eddie Griffin had to cancel this weekend, but we've got somebody else that you're absolutely gonna love. And I had. Uh, I had I, I I had two of my friends open for me. I had a disabled Asian guy MC, uh, and I had uh, a, a, a an African American guy middle. But I forgot he doesn't do well with black audiences <laughs> because he's from Trinidad and it doesn't quite click all the time. And so they had a rough time with him, but it was fun. And then I went out and ate shit for an hour. I ate shit for fifty minutes out of my hour. And then I always had them by the end. Every single show, I had them by the end. I had them <laughs> up and dancing by the end of the show. And I have never worked so hard in my life to make that happen. Man. I could I, the the middle act. He said, "I've never seen anybody do an hour of material in thirty minutes before because my gambit is just talk, just keep talking, just keep talking, just keep yeah. talking until they <laughs> laugh at something." And yeah. it was. I came out of that weekend a way better comic, but it was 
some of the hardest shows I've ever done trying to win over Eddie Griffin's audience. (laughs) (laughs) We came here for Eddie and we got this guy. I know. I kind of wanted to go out there and go, what about white people? You know, and (laughs) just do his act. And I thought, no, they'll kill me if I do that. Uh, But yeah, it was, it was, yeah. So I would, in that case, yeah, I've had people come up to me and go, I didn't, didn't know what to expect, but you did it uh and and i get the same thing that's probably like a you solid it. ass compliment though right like that's not one of those yeah. oh my god you were so funny yeah. it's like i didn't know what to expect but you got it done you're like actually that's a compliment thank you thank you yeah <laughs> that one that and one, i get like, i get the same thing i get the same thing from redneck audiences in the midwest because this i walks on stage like what you like, did there yeah and i get the same thing now from uh, I have a I have a big chunk in my new show about Catholic saints and uh, all that kind of stuff, and I have Catholics come up to me now and go, "All right, all right, yeah, you got it, you got it," you know, and it's like, uh, so as long as I'm winning over those people like that and the people that I are the subject of the joke, then I'm gonna, you know, I'm on the right track with it, I suppose. That's awesome. All right, so. This has been a podcast. Uh, Phil, you're welcome to stick around, but also I heard you have to be up tomorrow morning, so you're you're welcome to <laughs> like, split too. Uh, after about after, the, after you told us how early you wake up every day, now I've just been sitting here trying to crack jokes and feeling guilty for taking time that you should spend asleep. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. This has been super fun. Um, Phil, where can we find you? Where should people go? And uh, if somebody wanted to maximize their contribution to you with spending the littlest amount of money what's what's your highest profit margin item in your shop oh gosh um let me think the uh i I guess in the shop on my website the the t-shirts um are a nice thing they say be yourself unless you're an idiot and those are fun (laughs) i'll buy one of those you should have led with that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and which that's the name of my second special and i made t-shirts when that special came out and i keep selling the t-shirts and i don't sell the special anymore although you can get that special there uh because it just it worked but um i have some other packages so if you if you come into the the private group um there's there's actually a free package of swag that you can get it, uh, you float me a couple bucks for shipping and you get some free swag um and then there's a vip vip bundle too uh, that comes with uh, a T-shirt, a flash drive with all my specials on it, uh, a notebook that says all my bad ideas, uh, because every comic carries around a notebook full of bad ideas. So now <laughs> you, uh, you actually have one that says all my bad ideas. So, so Phil, uh, hold on other, a second. Like, cool you're not only yeah. self-deprecating, you're also in-group deprecating. <laughs> yes. That's yes. A, like <laughs> me and people like me do this thing. It's, it's, it's kind of funny. Oh, the, if you were to peek inside a comics notebook, it is a scary place. You would be like, this person needs help. Bro, and, I toured uh, with Pablo Francisco, okay? I know exactly what the fuck you're oh, talking about. <laughs> oh, speaking to somebody who needs help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Pablo, but yeah, he does. Yep, indeed. Oh, so anyway, yeah, right right now, so y'all, y'all can, like, if, if you're mad at anybody, you can just talk about it right now. Nobody's uh, watching. No. <laughs> but, uh, Oh, Holy shit. But what I meant to ask is uh, where can people find you? Where's the best place to find yeah. Phil Johnson and all things Phil? PhilJohnsonComedy.com That's the okay. that's the headquarters. Wait a second, then what's RoadsideAttraction.com slash store? Is that somebody else? Uh, goes, nope, goes to the same place. Okay, uh, okay, cool. I was like worried. I was like, shit. Yeah. 
Somebody's ripping you off, yep. bro. <laughs> nope. So they both go to the same place. All uh, right. Because I have both domains and they go to the same place. Yeah. Good so roadsideattraction.com or philjohnsoncomedy.com. And if you go to roadsideattraction.com slash local love, uh, you can get a free gift for listening to one of my songs. Oh, my God. Man, that is the coolest. You were. All right. Every guest that comes on afterwards has like this bar to live up to. <laughs> Fuck. You, need to you need to give people something like literally just send things to people. Because they listened <laughs> to you on local love, Phil. Thanks again. Uh, My pleasure. Big, big shout out to me. you. If I have you on, I don't have to worry about nothing. I'm like, here's the link and here's the time, and like, I don't have to think about shit. And I love that you're the best guest. Listen for thirty seconds to unlock a free gift. Oh, dude, that's so cool. Thank you, man. You're welcome, man. Guests never make us feel special, Dave. Like I'm gonna cry. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Man, that's so cool. Me and Chip, you're going to come back and we're going to be on the same camera. We're going to be holding each other. Welcome back to Local Love. <laughs> it's been a really beautiful show. <laughs> All right. That's the end of the podcast. Read us out, Chip. Thank you for tuning in to Local Love. You can catch us live every single Tuesday from 9 to 10 p.m. and sometimes later Pacific Standard Time. And you can catch us via video on twitch if you'd like twitch.com slash echoplex media uh or if you just like audio and you'd like to only hear our voices which makes a lot more sense then you could just always go to eplex.xyz just think about eplex and then examine your zipper and it'll take you to our live stream and even when we don't have live shows we have a 24 hour stream of all the music that has been contributed to local love so if you know a musician, if you are a musician, if you're in a band, if you produce music, send it to local love, echoplexmedia.com slash submit. All the instructions are there. And if you can't figure it out, you might be an idiot. In which case you can buy a shirt over at Phil's website. So, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, best, am, I, am I forgetting anything? I don't know. Uh, best read out ever. This is Geeks Don't Care by Phil Johnson. Phil, thank you so much for Dude, joining us. Thank you, man. Thank you, guys. Always a pleasure. anorexic like a teenage pop star and it's totally cool if you've got some scars if you want to be sure that you'll wed play the imperial march when he comes to bed he'll be the world's most faithful suitor when he sees the tattoo of captain kirk on your hooters with the geek by your side even if your butt is wide Chance that he'll wanna lay ya on a king size bed.